What's up, guys? It's not Tuesday, because that's normally we do this, but it's Wednesday. So you know what that should mean. It should mean Trapdoor Hell, but you guys don't do it anymore. But we have points and doinks. We're back. Tyler is here. Tyler finally making his illustrious return. But I am back. Yes. No, Travis. Unfortunately, uh, due to some scheduling conflicts and some lack of communication, Uh, We are doing the podcast here uh, Wednesday morning, but don't worry. Travis will still be a part of the show. He has his Commissioner's Corner segment with Johnny Roca coming on later in the show. But Tyler, how are you doing? It's been a few weeks. You've been ducking us over here on Points and Doinks. You know, work, I guess. I guess Tuesdays are real busy days at work. So I've been getting out late every Tuesday and then was on vacation last week. I don't purposely mean to duck you guys, but I kind of do because... I've the one league I've started off terrible. The other league I'm doing pretty good. So I just don't want to talk about the bad league. So let's talk about the bad league. How are you doing Great. in your leagues? How are you doing? How's it going? I mean, in our league that you're in, I'm three and one right now. Doing pretty good. I'm flying high. The only person I lost to, of course, being Travis and uh, a heartbreaker. Um, the other league I'm over for. I cannot buy a win. Everything is going wrong. I don't know what I, I don't know what the fuck is going on over there. I put all my eggs in in Robert Woods' basket. He's doing terrible. Um, AJ Brown gets hurt. Plus, he's playing second fiddle to to Julio Jones. Um, it's just not looking good. My running backs. Every running back I have is just getting injured. Joe Mixon injured. You know, Dalvin Cook got injured. Christian McCaffrey got injured. I'm just, I'm just not having fun. See, you showed up on the podcast week <clears throat> one. Joe Mixon was the leading rusher in the league, and then you just, you, you left us, and then see what happens. I think, I think because I was on such a, you know, everybody apologized to me tour. This is what I get. This is the fantasy football gods punishing me for bragging after week one. That's okay. It's not how you start. It's how you finish. <laughs> plenty of teams. I'm pretty sure plenty of teams have gone to 0 and 4 and have made the playoffs. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Definitely has happened. But yeah. uh, for me, your boy ain't doing so hot right now. I'm just in the one league. Uh, I was almost the lowest scoring team in the league, but that was Travis. I beat him by 0.1 point. So shout out, shout out Travis. But uh, I will I will say ridiculous. And in, in the other league that we're in, the one not with cheese, Travis barely won and he had no defense starting and two players put up zeros and he still squeaked out a win who uh carried him to a victory i believe he had does he have patrick i think that's he has patrick mahomes there um let me pull up his team which i probably should have done anyways uh week four he had patrick mahomes mile gaskin put up a zero Mike Evans with 14 scary Terry with 30 Robbie Anderson with nine Jalen Waddle with six Robbie gold who got injured at the beginning and then no defense. Nice. nice. Yeah. Any, any one by a point. It's, you know, it's not how you do it. As long as you get that W that's all we care about here on points. So let's get out into it. We got some questions. Sent to us from Johnny Roca. So shout out Johnny Roca. He was on Trapped Road Hell filling in for old Ty Gundy last week. But yes, he was. Uh, first, we don't even, well, we have a statement or a shout out. So this is from Trevor Silva sends a big shout out to his fantasy league, The Dirty Dozen. 
So shout out to the Dirty Dozen and Trevor Silva. Yes, big big shout out, big shout out. Uh, so, I, I like the name too. It's great. There name. you go. So this is also from Trevor, uh, America's fantasy team. He is two and two, just like your boy. Will Trey Lance become a top five quarterback this season? Your take. So Jimmy G apparently is looking like he could be on track to play this Sunday. Not a surefire deal, but Trey Lance comes in, throws two touchdowns. They're kind of just all Debo, but still two touchdowns on the last Tyler. Yeah, but I a top five QB this season. We're, we're watching guys absolutely ball out. Kyler Murray looks fantastic. Patrick Mahomes is doing his thing. Justin Herbert looks good. There's, there's so many other higher-end options. I don't see him being a top five. Maybe maybe a low-end top 10, like right on the fringe, 9, 10, 11, somewhere around there. I can see if if this Debo Samuel train just keeps on rolling. But if if not and, and things start to, start to fall off the wagon, and that's if he gets the opportunity, too, if, if he does shine through and Kyle Shanahan likes what he sees out of Trey Lance instead of what he was seeing out of Jimmy G. Because Jimmy G at any time can come back in and take this job right back. Jeez, you're muted. You know what? It's hard being the host, Tyler. I got too it's many tough. things going on. It's tough. Over we're here. doing this at nine in the morning. This is not a normal thing. You know, it, we're, in, we're nighttime. We're nighttime podcasters, Absolutely. not morning podcasters. But uh, I, you know, I kind of agree with you. I like him. Can he be top five? Probably not. But you know, Kyle Shanahan is supposed to be an offensive genius, and he does open up the run lanes. He does give you that running upside that Jimmy G is not going to give you, but uh, that top five, I mean, it's so hard just to crack like the top 10, top 12, let alone to get into that top five thing. So I still think if you have, you know, a top 10 quarterback and you're, you know, you're kind of set in your ways and you have, you know, Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady or someone who doesn't have the running upside, but is still kind of producing for you, you know, pick up Trey Lance. If he is the quarterback for the future and, you know, just kind of stash him, and if he shows some some goodness, then then you can put him in there. But I, for a real fan, for a real football perspective, I still think it's Jimmy G's job to lose. Which he might be losing it soon, but I don't think he's going to lose it this week yeah, or next uh, week if he's healthy. And and if he does lose it in the coming weeks, I don't think that gives Trey Lance enough time to skyrocket into a top five spot. Uh, agreed there. So this comes in from an anonymous listener. Ooh, Ooh spooky. spooky. Spooky vibes coming from October. Uh, so they say that they are a new, they're new to fantasy football and they have no idea what we're talking about when we talk about a player's floor and a ceiling. Could you dumb it, dummy it down and break it down for what you mean when you use those terms? So you got to break it down from a fundamental standpoint, Tyler. Got to break it down. Well, first of all, welcome to the fantasy football community. You're now trapped for life. It's, it's tough to get out once you're in. Um, so basically a player's floor is kind of what we describe as kind of the minimum amount of what we see them doing. So like if, if we were to put it in a stats perspective, be like, Oh, if we say his floor, it's going to be like, it's a low floor. Fuck. I just, I just work. I just confused myself. Okay, I'm I got it. I, Hold I, on. I feel okay. like I'm a new fantasy football player. I just, I completely. Would you like me to myself. break it down from a fundamental standpoint, Tyler? Yes, it's too early for me to okay. do shit like this. So uh, we got the questions early so I can actually think about the answers a little bit. So I thought about the perfect scenario. So 
coming off of the Monday Night Football game. We got Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. I think that's kind of the perfect kind of ceiling to floor type player. So Keenan Allen has a solid floor, which means he gets a lot of targets, but he's going to get a lot of catches as well. But he, especially this season, we haven't seen him get, you know, those really long yardage, you know, two touchdown types came type games but yet mike williams he has a really high ceiling but also a really low floor as we saw on monday he only caught like one pass for like 12 yards so when we talk about ceiling that's like how far how high we think they can boom for the highest potential and then floor is kind of like usually when we say floor that's kind of like a safer option because you know they're going to get like a little bit of like a little bit of guaranteed volume but they're not super guaranteed to just pop off like a james white where he would, you know, you really need him to score a touchdown, but you know he's good for like eight points because he's going to catch like four to five balls for like 30, 40 yards. I couldn't have broke it down any better myself, which obviously I didn't. So, attaboy. <laughs> it's, okay, it's okay, Tyler. Okay, it's, last question. It's too early. I haven't done, I haven't done fantasy football talk in, in quite a while. So, this is the last question. So, you can save yourself – from humiliation. This is from Jay Tizzle from South LA. Shout out Jay Tizzle. Uh, do you see OBJ, the real OBJ, coming back this year? If not, who are the better PPR options out of this Cleveland offense? Uh, I've been on the OBJ hate train. I, I don't think we see him return to form. From what I'm hearing, Baker isn't 100%. His shoulder is still bothering him, and that could be a long term effect this year. So I don't see OBJ getting back, but I also don't see anybody outside of those running backs being really PPR valuable. Like Nick, Nick Chubb is even kind of like he, he gets a lot of yardage, but Kareem Hunt gets a lot of the passing work. So if, if anybody, it's Kareem Hunt and it's Nick Chubb. And after that, I'm just kind of like, um, I'm worried. I'm worried to take anybody. Yeah, I mean, I, I really like Jarvis Landry at the beginning of the season. They were showing some things, but he is hurt. We had a uh, OBJ. He made his return a couple weeks ago. He looked really good, and then he comes back this week, and he just doesn't really do anything. Let's see, what did he do? He had one catch, or no, one carry for four yards, two catches for 27 yards. So yeah, he didn't do, I mean, pretty much the entire offense, except for Chubb and Hunt, didn't do anything. But when you talk about the old OBJ, I mean, it's been a long time since we've had the the old OBJ OBJ back, and that was like his first two years in the league. So I pulled up his stats. I mean, yeah, when he was with the Giants, when he wasn't even in Cleveland. Yeah, I mean, he he's only caught a hundred passes once. The last time he caught ninety passes was 2016, and he hasn't caught more than what 77 passes since like 2018. He hasn't really done much in Cleveland, so. I think this is more just kind of the hype of o- of Odell. I think people need to just really temper their expectations because they remember him in New York those first two seasons. He was fantastic. And then ever since then, he hasn't like been that great. Yeah. So just not that guy, pal. Just not that guy. But with Jarvis Landry out, you know, they got to throw to somebody. Maybe what David is David and Joe still on the team? Who's the uh, yeah, they they grabbed two of them. I, I can't remember the other guy. And Joku's still, still there. They got Hooper. Um, is it Austin Hooper? Mm-hmm. I think it is. Um, yeah, the, I would maybe that way. Harrison Bryant. 
The leading receiver was okay, Rashad Hooper, yeah. Higgins, four catches, 63 yards, but that's and not he, really. And he had the same amount of targets as OBJ. That would be the only person, maybe, maybe if you're in like a 16 person league, like deep and you really need the help. But I, uh, again, I like the running backs and the running backs only. And maybe Jarvis when he comes back, because I know with, with OBJ being out there, he takes a lot of, you know, he, he, he needs a lot of coverage, so kind of opens up Jarvis a little bit more. All right, that's it for the questions. Thank you all very much for sending them in. Uh, if you want to send in a question to the trapdoor because uh, curveballs and cherry shots, I do not have the access to that. Tyler, where could they send in emails? That would be trapdoorpod at yahoo.com. All right, thank you very much. So uh, once again, Travis, not on the show, but He's still with us in spirit, so he got his. He talks to Johnny Roca, the commissioner's corner for week five. So let's send it on over to Travis. All right, and we welcome back Johnny Roca for another one of uh, another week of his segment, the commissioner's corner. Johnny Roca, how you doing this week, buddy? Doing very well. I did uh, three and one this past week. Uh, I was nine points short of a perfect four and zero, oh, but uh, feeling all right. What do you have to say about my performance of not starting a defense and having my kicker out and Mal Gaskin not scoring a point and still winning? I cannot believe that. It was cool that enough that you uh, you pulled off a one point nail biter victory uh, over a goose. But when I looked at your roster, I was like, "What what went right? What went wrong?" And I was like, "He has three zeros on here, and you had no kicker." So I was really tripping out on that. So <laughs> that's off. I don't know if you want to call it luck or what, but man, that was crazy. I didn't even realize that my defensive slot was not filled. I it was just an insane thing, and I was like, "Oh well, hope, hopefully we can still pull this out." And then in the other fucking league, I don't even want to talk about it. But one and one for me. So always, always cut that five hundred uh, week for you. Um, before we get started, I did want to give a shout out. I have a couple of listeners wanted me to give them a shout out. What's up to Renee out in Marietta? Uh, <laughs> you keep slaughtering the city he's from. You said Marietta last time. You got to laugh out of that. I don't know how it's, to pronounce uh, shit. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so it's Marietta. And then to my boy Armando out in Palm Springs uh, out listening. But um, I wanted to share a sad story, man. Uh, to the people listening out there, you can't see what I'm about to show Travis. But um, behind me, I hit. I had hit the back of my my shelf, and I knocked down my trophy. Oh, no. So here's the base, and I got the torso right here. He's missing his leg, which happens to be right here. And then his face is missing, which is right here. And there it is right there. Oh, Johnny. So, yeah, he's all up. broken up, dude. He fell. And then uh, that one hurts more because it's uh, – uh, that one I won it 11 years ago, my rookie year, fantasy football. And then look at my Lombardi trophy, dude. Oh, my God. That one broke, too. Yeah. I mean, luckily, it broke in, like, two, like, in two pieces. I was, like, I was in disbelief. I looked down at the ground. I go, that that just not just fucking happened, dude. So, yeah, I got to bust out the super glue and uh, try to bring these guys back to life. But I was, like, fuck, you know, materialistic items. But still, man, I was, like, of all the stuff on my shelf that could fall, it was my two fantasy trophies. <laughs> so, yeah, no, that's uh, that's insane, and that brings us to uh, your questions for this week for the podcast. I mean, not really just a Brandon one, but I think overall, um, how maybe like, what do you think about doing trophies for a league opposed to pro- a different kind of prizes for a league, 
and what is the consensus when you bring it up either other way in your leagues? I think you have a bunch of say, and it'll, you'll expand on it. I'm sure more than I just did in the question, but why don't you go shoot for it? I'm all about winning that prize. I mean, to win money is great, but uh, everyone's all about that bragging rights too, and just having a little something to put on a pedestal. Um, I love uh, trophies, and I think that people should do like the you know those those wrestling belts and whatnot. I have not done one of those because they're pretty expensive and nobody wants to pay for them. But um, I think anything like that is pretty nice. Um, what I normally do is I'll have the league vote on whether if they want to do one or not. Um, uh, usually, and if they do, the league will chip in and uh, a few extra bucks and uh, at the beginning of the year. And then we'll do that. Or in some leagues, I'll wait until the playoffs uh, begin. And right before that first week of the playoffs, we'll have those eight guys chip in on a on a trophy because the other guys don't give a shit. Um, and then in another league, I have uh, the trophy option, which means um, when the champion wins it all at the end of the year, we'll give them a choice. Do you want a trophy and the money or do you just want all money? And it's just usually like a 60 or $70 difference. So. Yeah, because you're buy, you, you don't go out and buy really expensive stuff. Uh, it's nice, but they're, you know... They're little trophies that you get on Amazon. You custom make them, correct? Yeah, correct. Yeah, it's pretty inexpensive uh, if you want it to be. Yeah. See, yeah. I've always, uh, you know, trophy. I like all of it. Pride, you know, cash is king. Always, Absolutely. but but um, like I would for sure. You you know, you're like me. We both have fucking um bookshelves behind us full of fucking yeah. little fucking knickknacks funko pops bobbleheads all kinds of shit like love having that fucking decorative piece i yep. would i would absolutely love to be in a league where it's like you know your boys are going to be there every year they're going to be playing in this why yeah. don't we take this year's funds and pitch in and buy a really nice trophy and then pass yep. it around and then you yep. can keep engraving like names on years that for me that would be undefeated i love that yeah actually one of my the first leagues i ever played and they still do that to this day i i've never won in that league yet uh, they're based out of seattle so that's going to be a pretty big shipping cost but uh um yeah perpetual the call perpetual trophies that would be real fun and that would be the hard part if you live in the local league you guys get together pass it on to the next but if you guys live far away from each other big cost i know a guy from kansas won it one year and they had to ship it from Seattle to Kansas, and they said it was a pretty hefty shipping cost. Come on, and, dude. Uh, UPS flat rate bucks. <laughs> UPS. USPS. Right. I don't know. Fuck. That's right. What can Brown do for you? Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. That's pretty much my take on the trophies, though. But, no, um, no, but no. Yeah, but price- it's, it's always an interesting thing to give people different ideas because, I mean, some people get in, and they're just like, oh, I just play for fun. And they're like, oh, some cash prizes. We can do cash prizes. And if you become like big into it and you start getting into leagues with guys that you like, it might be something that somebody wants to bring up to their league cohorts and be like, hey, right. can we do this? I don't know. Yeah, I, I know that I, I love doing the trophies though. Um, yeah. So guys don't want to do it. That's fine. I mean, and if they don't want to, I'll just buy one on the side for myself. I need some commemoration, you know, a little, little piece to go with my trinkets. Exactly. I love it. All right. Well, uh, awesome on that. Let's do your stardom and sit them for this week. All right. My stardom sit them this week. I got a uh, Cordy Patterson. Uh, he's playing the New York jets. Uh, he's, uh, he's been hot lately getting double digits. How unbelievable uh, is that? What he's doing? <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. I couldn't believe that he put up what 34 points this last week. Oh my god. Three touchdowns, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Or yeah, yeah. He has more three touchdown games 
in four games with the Atlanta Falcons than Julio Jones ever did. Isn't that crazy? It's insane. Insane. And from a guy who you didn't even know was on a team at the beginning of the year. Exactly. I'm sure he went undrafted like 90% of the leagues at least. And uh, We'll be talking about this for years on years. Yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. We did it with uh, Minnesota, right? Uh, years back, and yeah, yeah he's, he was with the Raiders. He, he did he did some big things there too. This is that this is that fantasy thing that never leaves anybody's head. They just remember it. Like remember the twenty twenty one Cordell Patterson season out of exactly. nowhere. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. What a beast, man. But yeah, if you have him, start him. Um, Emmanuel Sanders playing KC. He'll be targeted, I think, eight to ten times this week. So definitely start him. Uh, and then my sit-ems, I got Robert Woods, who's taking a backseat to Van Jefferson out there in L.A. And then uh, DK Metcalf of Seattle, his foot's still bothering him. He's questionable right now. They're playing the LA Rams secondary, so I would think twice about starting him if you're able to afford uh, not to. Maybe upsell on Tyler Lockett? I think so. I think uh, Lockett's going to get definitely the bigger game this week. Awesome, awesome. Um, That's great advice. I uh, love hearing from you every week. I got your questions, and I'll answer that with the rest of the boys during that segment, or I may have already answered them. I don't, I don't edit this one. So <laughs> <laughs> right. All right. Just throw it in. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, uh, we'll back to our, uh, regular program. Oh, and we're back. Great analysis, great, Johnny Roka and Travis. Segment. You guys are fantastic. So let's get on over into the schedule for week five starts and sits. Unless there's any uh, injury. I mean, we're going to talk about injuries regardless, but anything you want to get into before we get into the actual scheduling, Tyler? Not that I could think of off the top of my head. So you just have so much information. It's just hard to, to organize it and, you know, put it in the front. For, for, for. So let's get off with the Thursday night game. We got the Los Angeles Rams traveling to Seattle to take on the Seagulls. Tyler, disappointing loss for the Rams. Good win for the Seahawks. What are you seeing in this one here? Oh man, I'll take I'll take Seattle on this one just because I haven't been on to apologize to all the people out there when they when I told them, don't look at Tyler Lockett. DK Metcalf's gonna be your guy to gonna be your guy that guides you this year. And Tyler Lockett has absolutely gone off. So Tyler Lockett looks really good. Um and I, th- I have a feeling this is going to be a sneaky shootout, so they're going to be throwing the ball a lot. Chris Carson, limit your expectations. I think DK is going to have a great game. I think Tyler Lockett's going to be good. Russell Wilson, obviously, you drafted him to be your, your guy. So uh, a heavy passing game this week. And I would like to apologize to everyone because I forget if Tyler asked the question, but I said Robert Woods over Cooper Cup. And that definitely has panned out in the wrong direction for you, boy. Uh, if Robert Woods has like any decent type of game, I say you trade him off and you try to see what you can get for him because it, it ain't looking hot. I mean, maybe, you know, squeaky will gets the grease and he like complains and he starts to get more targets, but Cooper Cup's been looking fantastic and it's worked. So, you know, Robert Woods, when they had Jared Goff, maybe, you know, for some reason he felt more comfortable throwing his way and they implemented him more in the offense, but, uh, I mean, Van Jefferson is doing a better job than Robert Woods this year. Who would have thought? I mean, it's, it's, I don't know. If anybody that I play fantasy football with wants Robert Woods, start sending me trade offers because he's, I want that bum off my goddamn team. 
I trade him for Deshaun this. Jackson. Maybe Deshaun Jackson's a better value than Robert. I mean, Woods. he's got a higher fucking ceiling. All right, so let's go on over. We're gonna go across the pond to London, nine thirty Eastern, six thirty here in the Pacific. So everybody got to get up early, set those lineups if you have a member of the New York Football Jets or the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, two bad teams, but both teams have a win. Shout out the Jets, Tyler. What do you see here? especially being in London, do you see that playing any effect, you know, body wise and performance wise? You know, I completely forgot that they were playing in London. I did just go pick up uh, Jamison Crowder in the other league after he had a pretty decent game last week. Um, completely forgot they were playing in London because I looked at the thing and it's at 6.30 a.m. and I was like, what the hell is going on here? So I don't know. <clears throat> I think both of these teams are so bad to the point where traveling like that isn't even going to affect them that much. They're just going to play just as bad, but I do like Jamison Crowder. It seemed like him and Zach Wilson had a good rapport going after him coming off of injury. So I think Jamison Crowder is at number one. He's got to throw the ball somewhere, right? That'd be my only off. That'd be my only person out of that jets offense. Uh, so moving on over to Atlanta, Cordell Patterson. He's just absolutely going off. Um, I would think that it would continue, but it's Cordell Patterson. I mean, we thought, you know, years and years ago that he was going to be a big deal and then it just never really culminated to anything. But, you know, if he just continues to do his thing, he, he's a valuable piece. Now, I don't know what you can trade for Cordell Patterson. If you can flip him to like a solid, you know, reliable RB1, yeah, I don't think that's possible. But if he continues to, you know, put up these types of numbers and maybe you can swindle someone, but then also maybe you just want to keep him. But we got to show some kicker uh, love to the kicker. Shout out Young Way Koo. I feel, you know, both the Jets defense is like good enough to stop the Atlanta Falcons offense on the, you know, on their side of the field. So Young Way Koo, big day in London, Tyler. What do you take of the receive, receiving options over there, Cheese? Uh, as, a, as a person who is an owner of Calvin Ridley and seeing his lack of production being very upsetting, Kyle Pitts is starting to get looks. What, what are your thoughts over there on that? I think Kyle or Calvin Ridley is still going to do his thing. He has 13 targets in the last game. So he's getting his looks, you know, seven catches for 80 yards. It's not a boom game that you would want from Calvin Ridley. But if he, if one of those catches, I would assume he's had, he had a couple targets in the end zone. If one of those targets in the end zone is a touchdown, you're fine with that. And the Kyle Pitts one, I think that's a little bit more disappointing. I was high on him coming into the season. He's starting to get a little bit more looks, as you said, nine targets, four catches, 50 yards. But um, he's just too talented. He will eventually, you know, learn what he's supposed to do, and he's going to get some catches. Now, you know, rookie tight ends historically have not been that great. So maybe it's just another one of those things. And we're just a little too optimistic and too early on him. And next year maybe is the year. But – I think if you have him, don't worry, especially because that tight end position is just so bare. It's going to be hard to get a better option on the waivers. Then we get to the Detroit Lions taking on the Minnesota Vikings. Lions trying to get their first win in Minneapolis. I mean, the Vikings, Kirk Cousin was on just an absolute tear the first three weeks. And then he was added to my fantasy football team. And he was like, nah, I don't like it. I don't like being here. I don't like being here. I'm going to take a, take a big deuce, take a shit on your team. Um, but I like their, I like their opportunity against Detroit at home to put a statement out there. 
put some put some uh, points on the board here. So I like I like uh, I like her cousins as a streaming option. I like uh, Dalvin Cook supposed to be coming off of injury should be should be back to a hundred percent. I know last week he played, but he wasn't a hundred percent. He should be fully back in. And then Adam Thielen, another guy that kind of like that same Tyler Lockett situation where I was like, ah, I don't know. I don't think he's going to be that good this year. They have Justin Jefferson and Tyler and um, Adam Thielen has really proven himself this year as well. Yeah. I mean, Adam Thielen was normally like a touchdown dependent guy, but he's, getting enough volume that you don't need a touchdown for him to to be a, a solid pickup for yourself so uh going over to detroit looking at the stat line jared goff just really spread it around last week a lot of receivers that you're probably not going to want to pick up we got khalif raymond you know amon Ross, st brown quintez cephas you know you're not going to really want to pick up those guys maybe as like a dart throw in a really deep league but um the the guys here are tj hawkinson and those running backs you know, De- DeAndre Swift, I think he's still a solid guy. Jamal Williams, he's probably one of the better backups you can get as like a starting option because he gets so much volume. But, uh, you know, the Detroit Lions, it's it's kind of tough. I don't know really what to say with them because they're, you know, they'll put up a lot of garbage time points and it's just kind of hard for you to rely on that, you know, year in and year or week in, week out because – you just never know. I mean, and we saw what the Vikings defense did last week against the Browns. You know, we they should be a little bit better. It was a better game for them at home. So maybe it's more the same against the Lions. Yeah, I can't believe I, I you know, how bad that Lions receiving core is. It's it's ridiculous that they didn't go out and just try and get literally anybody. Hmm. I wasn't they could have got to this guy, Kenny Galladay. He was a free agent. He was a free agent or, or you know, Marvin Jones, pretty decent guy, you hmm. know. Interesting. Calvin Johnson, he's uh bring him he's, back. He's still a free agent, right? That that was crazy. Did you see the video of them just absolutely booing their the ownership when they were doing the Calvin Johnson uh Hall of Fame thing or Ring of Honor thing? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, hundred percent. I don't know. Yeah. Couldn't tell you what week that was. That could have been week one, but that all fuck it. together. Yep. Uh, then we get the New Orleans Saints taking on the Washington football team. This is in Maryland. Tyler, thoughts on this one? Um, I'll take, let's see. Let's talk a little bit about Washington here. Scary Terry. That's the only thing that needs to be said about Washington. He is, even with Tyler he- Taylor Heineke, whatever the hell his name is, at quarterback, Scary Terry is still going out and getting his so if you put your eggs in that basket, you're happy with what's going on right now. And just wait, Fitzmagic hopefully will be back in a few weeks. So I, I like Scary Terry. I haven't really heard much about Antonio Gibson. He hasn't really done very much. So I think Terry McLaurin's your only option coming out of Washington. Yeah, and Logan Thomas is down with an injury. I don't know what his timetable is quite yet. So just kind of uh, look out for that. Uh, over in New Orleans, Alvin Kamara, he has been you know a solid running option for them. They've turned Alvin Kamara for some reason into Nick Chubb. They don't really throw him the ball all that much. They just have him really running. He didn't have a single target in last week's game, which just is insane. I don't know how you don't throw the ball to Alvin Kamara, but 
I'm not going to sit here and say you need to worry, but it, it's just kind of weird why they have Kamara's, you know, their best player. And he was very viable. What he was doing these last few years slotted in this way. And the team has struggled thus far. I'm not saying that's the sole reason, but it, it's just kind of weird why you limit your best player to just a running back, you know, a, a runner when he can do so much more Tyler. It's Jameis Winston doesn't look that close to the goal or to the, to the line of scrimmage. That's why Jameis Winston is constantly looking 30 yards downfield. So he forgets Alvin Kamara is right there and can work his magic basically. But yeah, they do. They knew need to get him working in the passing game. I think, like you said, you're not a hundred percent sure if that's the reason they're struggling. I think it's, I think it is. I mean, we saw their two wins came off of weeks where Alvin Kamara did have good path, uh, you know, g- games in the passing game. Yeah. And we got a Marquez Callaway siding, finally got a deep ball and then he gets hurt. So, yep. The things you hate to see. Yep. Then we get a great matchup of one in three teams. We get the new England Patriots taking on the Houston Texans and Davis mills. If you listened to me last week and I told you to stack Davis Mills and Brandon Cooks, I am sorry, <laughs> but better days are ahead for Davis Mills, baby. Uh, Tyler, do uh, thoughts on uh, on this one? Um, I, I'm not a fan of Davis Mills, but Brandon Cooks is having a very good year right now. I believe he's in the top 10 for wide receivers, even with Davis Mills now. So Brandon Cooks, I, I like his I like his upside there. But any anybody else there again? Those running that running back room is just bad. It's bad. Yeah, I mean Brandon Cooks. He's really a good guy just because he's the only guy there. Yeah. So, um, going up against the New England defense, it's going to be tough. I think if you're streaming options, if the New England defense is available, go pick them up. Uh, offensively, it's just kind of they spread the ball all over the place and it's kind of hard for the, the Patriots side of things to really pick someone that you like to start with complete confidence. I mean, Jacoby Myers was the leading receiver in last week's game, but you know, eight catches, 70 yards, you're, you'll take that, but he also has more passing touchdowns than he does receiving touchdowns in his career. So boom, there you go. Knowledge. That was, that was a, that was a cool ass stat. I'm not going to lie. Definitely didn't just didn't definitely didn't steal that from Field Yates a couple no. of days ago. No, no definitely no, not. No, that. Never, never that. Never that. Hunter Henry actually, you know, did something. Of course, when I'm playing against him, but it didn't even matter. Uh, you know, then we go down the list. Brandon Bolden, shout out Brandon. He spells his name the right way, unlike Brandon Cooks. So that yeah. means the Patriots are going to win the game. There you go. Uh, yeah, Real I football mean, talk. N- nothing really on the Patriots end because I, it's. I, there's just nothing to say they're okay they're kind of productive but they don't really have that star guy to really carry them carry that, you in the fantasy football that's terms. just a bad fantasy football game that's one of those games where it's like don't even don't even fucking pop up on red zone i don't want to see nothing out of you only the patriots and houston fans and degenerate gamblers are watching that game absolutely uh then we get the Tampa Bay Buccaneers hosting the Miami Dolphins. So two Florida teams going in opposite directions. Buccaneers three and one Dolphins one and three uh, thoughts on this one to us. Still not back yet. Yeah. And Jacoby Brissett looks not good. 
not good at all. He looked, he looked better when he was starting over there in Indianapolis a couple of years ago, but he he's struggling in Miami. I don't know if it's just different play styles, different play calling, but he, he cannot get it going. So I, I don't, I don't know if there's anybody out there that I like on Miami. You know, I think, I think you have to start Devonte Parker just out of bare necessity of they have to throw the ball somewhere, but you know, guys like Jalen Waddle, who who people put their chips into, or Miles Gaskin, it, it, they're gonna be behind a lot. They're not gonna be uh, running the ball as much, and it seems like he's not getting a lot of uh, passing work either in the backfield. So Devonte Parker, and then um, what's the damn tight end's name? Jeez, can you pull it for me? Gasecki. Yeah, my Mike Gasecki, um, possibly because of the uh, you know the lack of tight ends out there i think are, are your two options is miles gaskin someone you're dumping after this past performance i see i'm i'm not dumping him yet i'm holding on to him and i'm waiting for tua to come back because i think once tua comes back that offense starts to run a little bit more efficiently and then i see them actually getting miles gaskins going okay Okay. Uh, then over in Tampa Bay, we have uh, Leonard Fournette. We always talk about the, the two running backs over there, and Fournette clearly established that uh, right now, anyways, that he is the top guy. He was the leading scorer for and fantasy-wise for the Buccaneers last week. Mike Evans had a solid game as well. Uh, Antonio Brown could have had a monster game. He dropped like a touchdown or two uh, in that one. So, you know, I told you, Antonio Brown, number two guy over there, Tyler. I'm going to pat myself on the back when, you know, I'll, I'll take the L's, but I'm going to do my victory laps when I can take him. I mean, the, just, just a couple of weeks ago, I was texting you saying, I think Antonio Brown's the number one guy over there, the way he's getting looks from Tom Brady, especially now Gronk being out. But I did see Mike Evans getting a lot more work early on in that game. So I think Mike Evans and, and, uh, <clears throat> and Antonio Brown are, are the one, two for now. Yeah, shout out Ryan Suckup, number three score. So kickers getting love on the podcast. Uh, and love then to see it. with with Gronk out, that didn't mean you know an uptick in production for Cameron Brait or OJ Howard. So I think if Gronk is out, you kind of stay away from the, the tight ends over there. And if he's in, then you're playing him. Yep. So it's just kind of kind of a weird thing over there. Then we get the Green Bay Packers taking on the Cincinnati Bengals, a surprising matchup of three and one teams. Uh, two good offenses as well, Tyler. So, uh, who you starting? Who you sitting? Um, I'll I'll take Cincinnati because you know obviously this is the this is my team. I've put a lot of uh, will into um, Joe Mixon. I'm not sure they're still questionable on his status for this week, but Samaje Pirine should be the backup if you want to go out there. If you're a Joe Mixon owner, if you want to handcuff yourself, that'd be the guy to go with. I am currently handcuffing myself with two backup running backs being with uh, Chuba Hubbard and then Samaj P. Ryan. Um, and then we've seen Tyler Boyd had a big week last week and um, Jamar Chase are having great, great times out there. They're having fun. Joe Burrow slinging the fucking thing around. The Packers defense is a little bit scarier but I don't think they are as scary as they were last year. They can be beaten. So I like I like the upside on Jamar Chase. I like the upside on Tyler Boyd. I, I think this is going to be a sneaky shootout. T. Higgins is questionable. He's been out the last two weeks. 
if he's in, do you hold off and, you know, see what they can do with him? Or if he's in, you're playing him. I think if he's in, you're playing him. And if he's in, I think Tyler Boyd takes that step down. So that, that if you're a Tyler Boyd owner, I would also be looking at the T Higgins availability. Okay. okay. Uh, over in green Bay, you know, you're starting Rogers, Adams and Jones. Ain't no question there. Randall Cobb. We had a Randall Cobb sighting. He scored a touchdown. Love to see it. Uh, six targets. He has uh, five catches for a nice 69 yards, nice. Uh, two touchdowns actually for Randall Cobb. So I, I don't think he's worth like, I mean, maybe he's worth rostering if you're in a deep league, but you know, someone's got to be the number two option over there. And if maybe he emerges as that guy, you know, we always talk about Lazard and MVS. Uh, MVS is out currently. He's put on the IR. So, you know, maybe Randall Cobb steps up. We're going to have the weekly discussion of is it Cobb or is it Lazard? I mean, if we're having that d- discussion, I think I lean Randall Cobb way more often than not. And then at the same time, I'm going, why the fuck do we keep doing it? Aaron Rodgers, can you just pick a number two guy? Like, goddamn, no. dude. Son of a bitch. Uh, Robert Tanyan, terrible game. Seven. T- he had seven targets, but he only caught two passes for eight yards. And this is, I, you know, I told you, he is very touchdown dependent, like most tight ends. Yes. And so, uh, I mean, if you have him, you're probably got no better options, but you're just kind of hoping he falls into the end zone. Pretty much. Then we get the Denver Broncos traveling to Pittsburgh to take on the Steelers. Um, you know, a, a matchup of two fantasy teams that you know some players that you can use but also some players you probably want to stay away from yeah i Najee harris i think is is your best bet coming out of the steelers i believe is deontay johnson back yet or is he still i believe he played last week and he was the only viable passing option over i there. was gonna say i think he's he's gonna be uh, for some reason big ben just fucking loves deontay johnson even though he has chase claypool he's got juju there's there's more talented guys out there, but Deontay Johnson seems to be his favorite target, but Najee Harris, because of big Ben's lack of uh, mobility back there, he gets a lot of, he gets a lot of dump offs. He gets a lot of targets. And I think that's pretty much where you're seeing the productivity from. Yeah. They're moving on over to Denver. They played the Ravens last week, you know, not very good. Then they're playing the Steelers this week. You know, Steelers defense is still, you know, tough. So I would maybe temper your expectations once again over there. You know, Noah Fant, I think he's still a must start. And that's pretty much it. I mean, Javante Williams is kind of establishing himself as kind of that first guy. Um, But, you know, Cortland Sutton, Tim Patrick, maybe with Drew Locke in there, he is much more of a downfield thrower than Teddy Bridgewater. So maybe that gives you more of a higher upside, a higher ceiling. One hey, might say, boy. Hey. if uh, you know, when Drew Locke plays the game, or I mean, Teddy Bridgewater is questionable, but I would not be shocked if uh, Drew Locke plays the game. So uh, I said Javante Williams is the number one guy, but technically, uh, Melvin Gordon has more carries. So it's just very split down the middle. I think if you watch the games, you see Williams, you know, is the more explosive type of guy, but just for some reason, Melvin Gordon, you know, he he gets his carries and he he gets it done. So it's, it's, it's the same thing we've been seeing. We were seeing the last couple of years when it was Melvin Gordon and Philip Lindsay, Philip Lindsay had a lot more explosion, but Melvin Gordon was kind of their go-to guy. Uh, then moving on to the Philadelphia Eagles traveling to Carolina to take on the Panthers. Tyler, uh, any updates on CMC? Is he playing this week? 
they're they're optimistic. Matt Rule said, you know, they're gonna test him out today, Wednesday, of course, and see uh, see how he feels if he's feeling back into football shape. So there's a shot that he plays this week. Um, but I hate Sam Darnold, and I hate him with a passion. <laughs> Sam Darnold, for some reason, is the leading touchdown scorer in in football, right? Like rushing touchdowns for some reason. They, they just don't give the ball to, to Chuba Hubbard. They wouldn't give the ball to CMC at the goal line. It's just, it's very infuriating, but, and he's also not throwing the ball to Robbie Anderson, DJ Moore. If you, if you grab DJ Moore, you're, you're loving life right now. So I think uh, DJ Moore has a pretty good game. I think with the Eagles defense kind of, they look, they have their moments of looking good, but they also have their moments of looking really bad. I think I think Hubbard has a good chance to have a decent game this week. He kind of was a little slow last week, played a little bit better of a defense. I think he has a better chance this week to have a good week. Yeah, kind of similar with the Panthers defense. You know, they've been looking good at times, but then they give up almost 40 points to the Dallas Cowboys last weekend. The Philadelphia Eagles have some talented players over there, so there could be points to be had. Uh, Kenneth Gainwell, the backup running back behind Miles Sanders, I think he's he's worth a roster spot. To, you know, if Miles Sanders goes down, he's definitely going to take up the bulk of the running work. But Gainwell is also taking up a majority of the receiving work when it comes to the yeah. receivers, uh, the running backs over there. And uh, Devontae Smith, another solid good game. Of course, you know, when I start him, he doesn't do anything. And when I don't start him, he goes off. So uh, fantastic. I mean, Smith, I think they're definitely building rapport between him and uh, Jalen Hurts. But also, you know, Jalen Rager is also he's a deep threat, but, you know, one of those low floor, high ceiling type of guys because he had one catch for nine yards and that was his only target. So but then he'll come back. Oh, look, I have a uh, an alarm, which I set apparently at 945 when I knew damn well. We were, oh, no, I said it at 945 accidentally, but then I didn't change it back. So anyways, boy. anyways, we're here. I'm awake. Love yes, to see we it. are. Um, okay. I do want to say, I did say I hate Sam Darnold to start that off. Not in a fantasy aspect. That's just on a personal level. He is a very good quarterback for fantasy. And if you, if you want to stream somebody, I'd say Sam Darnold is a great streaming option. I just, I realize saying that people might get the wrong impression. So I love him in fantasy. I hate him as a person. With a passion. With a passion. Same thing goes for, for Jalen Hurts. I don't hate him with a passion, but I do like him in fantasy this week. Then we get the Tennessee Titans traveling over to Jacksonville to take on the Jaguars. The Titans gave the Jets their first win. Tyler, is he? Are they going to give the Jaguars their first win? No, or they're just going to keep losing until they fire Urban Meyer. Uh, uh, this is this is all part of Urban's plan to get get out of the NFL. He just wanted to get he wanted to get that bread, get that head, then leave. Peace out. Oh, he definitely did get that head. Oh, yeah, he absolutely did. Um, but with Tennessee, I think. I, I don't know the up AJ Brown. It, they haven't given any update on him. Julio Jones, the same thing. I haven't seen anything about whether they're on track to play this week or what's going on with their, with their injuries. So if they are both out, I think you're looking at Derrick Henry and Derrick Henry only. I wouldn't even look at Tannehill to start. Um, but if they do play, if they both play, I like them both with this bad Jaguar secondary. And if they if one or the other plays, you start whoever plays, pretty much. So we're going to get another 150 yard game 
from Derrick Henry's. Which Derrick Henry might fucking run for 300 yards this game. He might. They might. It's a possibility. You never uh, know. Adrian over... Peterson did what? 280. What, what was that? What's the record for most in a game? It is, it's like 280 or like 277 or something. It's like somewhere that. around there. Um, over in Jacksonville, James Robinson with Carlos Hyde out. Finally, Robinson is, you know, having James Robinson games. It was nice to see him perform on uh, the national stage. So people actually see how good he actually is. Uh, Trevor Lawrence starting to come around, but that was more of a shootout. Uh, you know, we saw Zach Wilson. He had kind of his, his, I don't know if to say breakout game, but he had, you know, a really good game last week against this Tennessee Titans defense. So maybe more of the same with Trevor Lawrence, especially with having uh, more weapons around him. But as we said earlier, it's really hard to crack, you know, the starting lineup in a 10, 12 team league. So uh, LaVisca Chenault, Marvin Jones, those are the uh, the two top guys over there. Chenault had a, had a really good game last week when I think, oh, but I think overall uh, Marvin Jones is the the top guy over there. Yeah, I, I don't know. I have I have both of those guys in, in separate leagues and I don't even know how they're how they're shaking it out to be. Adrian Peterson with 296 yards is the uh, current record. So. 300 could be done. It could happen. It could happen. Um, Then moving on, we get the Browns taking on the Chargers pair of three and one teams. Tyler uh, thoughts on this one coming in. I mean, I don't think we really have to talk very much about the Browns being as we kind of touched on it in the questions portion. Uh, So I'll, I'll, I'll just talk about the Chargers here. Justin Herbert looks very good. I think he continues to roll in that way coming off a, a nice uh nice game on monday night um keenan allen obviously and i do like mike williams uh coming off of a down game last week he seems to always bounce back big after games like that so i i do like mike williams this week uh, the only thing i'd say on the browns is maybe temper expectations with nick chubb he doesn't get any passing work and we saw what that uh, front seven of the chargers were able to do with the, uh, the raiders last week so maybe they can kind of keep chubb in check who is the second leading rusher behind derrick henry uh, moving on over to the bears taking on the las vegas raiders uh, justin fields is not going to be starting it's going to be andy dalton uh, david montgomery is out so we got uh, jamal williams Damian questionable williams Damien Williams, questionable, but it looks like he will be the guy over there for Chicago. Yeah. Um, the Bears, I just uh, – with Andy Dalton, it really – like Justin Fields, I like Justin Fields. He didn't show very much his first start. Last week he started to look a little bit better. I still like his talent more than Andy Dalton. So – May I just I I don't see any fantasy. You know what? Fuck it. If you have the Bears defense, start the Bears defense because uh, Derek Carr will absolutely throw some interceptions. He will get sacked, so you'll get points out of that. There you go. Then uh, over to the Raiders side of things, Hunter Renfro. He was kind of the only star player for the uh, the Raiders this week. I mean, Darren Waller did have some Darren Waller moments, but. Uh, you know, Tyler, I saw that he did pick up Hunter Renfro, and it's not because, you know, he's the he's the, the white savior over there. You know, great white uh, 
receiver over there. I don't even know what the fuck I'm talking about right now. But I, I was gonna say, dog. <laughs> I was gonna say. I was I was going, I was digging a hole and I just kept getting deeper and deeper. Anyway, you know, Hunter Renfro, he's actually not that bad of a player. He's a great route runner. He's like the discount Cooper Cup. He's just the reason I went out and got him was watching these Raider games and just seeing the amount that he gets targeted and how how many times he's looking his way. He doesn't fall into the end zone very much. I think he I think he caught one or two um, two weeks ago, and that's been it. But he just gets so much, so many looks. He's bound to fall into the end zone eventually, right? He's yeah. bound to get in. He led the 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 team with eight targets, one more than Darren Waller, and it's it's kind of similar to like the Keenan Allen thing that's going on right now. He's going to get a lot of looks but he's just not going to get that many yards. So he needs to get, you know, six, seven, eight catches for those yards to accumulate. And you want him to maybe, you know, get one in the end zone. And and defenses are starting to pretty much figure out the Raiders game plan, which wasn't very difficult. I don't know why it took him so long to just, Hey, let's just put two bodies on Darren Waller, put our best, you know, our best cover man on Darren Waller, because that's where they're going to look fucking 15, 20 times a game. It seems like. So now that they're doing that, because somebody's got to open up and we're seeing uh, Hunter Renfro being the beneficiary of that. We are seeing Derek Carr, you know, really take those like one or two shots a game downfield for Henry Ruggs is, you know, he a viable, you know, deep flex option because he has that high upside type of ability. Yeah. The, the ceiling ceiling mm-hmm. is just a little too high to not give it the consideration just because he does have that ability to, to catch three balls for 90 yards, you know, and all of them coming off, you know, most of the yardage coming off big plays. So, and, and they do seem to manufacture some screens here and there. They like to use his speed. So he, he, he gets looks. So I would say, yeah, as, as a kind of deeper flex, or if you really need that big score potential, then, Henry Ruggs does at least deserves a roster spot off uh, just on that. Then we get the San Francisco 49ers taking on the undefeated Arizona Cardinals in Glendale. Tyler thoughts on this. I think we kind of discussed Jimmy G and the 49ers thing over there. Yeah. Um, with Arizona, they Kyler Murray is just having an MVP season. If you grabbed him, you're you're so happy right now because I'm sure you didn't go very high for him. People weren't too too high on Kyler Murray. Nuke, I believe, still isn't a hundred percent. I don't know how they're. I, I haven't really paid attention to how they're how it's breaking down over there. Um, but the running back situation is crazy because um, James Conner is getting a lot of goal line work. He's the last two weeks. He's had two touchdowns in each week. He's getting, I think he's had the second most um, red zone touches only behind Jonathan Taylor. Um, But Chase Edmonds is getting a lot of the passing work and he's getting a lot of the midfield territory. So it's, it's kind of weird. They're both seeming to be fantasy viable. If you have Chase Edmonds, you're starting Chase Edmonds. And if you have James Conner, I think you're you're considering him as a flex. Like and you're just hoping because of how good that offense is, how often they can get down to the red zone that James Conner is going to fall into the end zone. Yeah, pretty much I feel the same way 
over there. James Conner is probably the the safer non PPR option because he's more likely to get in the end zone. But uh, Chase Edmonds still has some PPR viability over there. Then uh, for San Francisco, I I don't think it really makes too much of a difference fantasy wise who you know who's the quarterback over there. You know maybe you know uh, Brandon Ayuk finally breaks out. Maybe that's why Travis is on the show anymore. He Brandon Ayuk that Brandon Ayuk take. Just never going to live it down, even though we did kind of agree with him. So we're just going to ignore that part. Travis yeah, was the one leading the yeah. way on the Brandon Ayuk he, uh, bandwagon. He, he, he incepted our minds on it. That's why he, he just used some mind control. Exactly. So the, the running backs over there still, you know, kind of just a clusterfuck. Trey Sermon was the leader. But I told you, Kyle Juszczyk, shout out to the fa- to the uh, fullbacks. He uh, had some work as well. Uh, shout out to the kickers, Joey Sly. They signed him after Robbie Gold goes down, I think, with like a groin injury. Uh, Joey Sly has a big leg, but very inaccurate, as we've seen. He's bounced around the league the past year. So I, I don't think he's worth the, an up, you know, a roster spot. But, you know, maybe if you're your guy's on a buy and you're trying to hope he kicks one for 60 yards, then maybe. Uh, then NFC East battle with the New York football giants traveling to Arlington to take on the Dallas Cowboys. I don't know what to make of this giants team. It is, it, it literally is the most confusing team in football right now because Saquon Saquon is obviously not, you know, the top three guy that we thought he, he was and injury he's not back to 100 maybe when he gets back to 100 he'll get there but he's just not that guy right now and their wide receivers are just all over the place one week it's sterling shepherd one week it's darius slayton one week it's um who's the third i can't even think of his goddamn name who's the other guy that that oh kenny galladay one week it's kenny galladay it's it's very confusing so even as I don't even have stake in any of these guys, but if I did, I'd hate myself right now because I have no idea. It's like trying to catch lightning in a bottle. I will push back on the Saquon Barkley thing. He had a, a really good game this past week against the Saints. He, we're starting to see his uh, use of his his usage go up. Uh, he scored at two touchdowns, one receiving and one rushing. He rushed for 52 yards, received 74 yards. So, yeah, it's not like a monster, monster game, but yeah. we're definitely seeing like, you know, the gradual increase of Saquon uh, thus far. Well, hopefully he keeps trending in that in that way. Maybe that's why I'm seeing the the wide receivers are, are starting to flutter out because it's Saquon starting to get back to being Saquon. Then over uh, in Dallas, Dak Prescott throwing four touchdowns, only 22 attempts. Uh, they're definitely, you know, running the ball a lot more. Uh, C.D. Lamb, I was someone who was really high on him. He had, you know, a really good game week one. And thus far, you know, he hasn't really been able to repeat that. And it, it's kind of, for fantasy owners-wise, it's kind of worrisome because the Cowboys are doing so great they don't need to, you know, change up their game plan whatsoever so and with Amari Cooper uh, questionable he was in and out Michael Gallup's out you would think C.D. Lamb would step up and do some things but no it's you know it's kind of the Dolan Schultz Schultz show right now Tyler yeah uh, I just want to say I just got some breaking news here all that talk about the Bears I would like to take back because they have now announced that Justin Fields will be starting this week even though Andy Dalton is a full participant at practice so Justin Fields is there I like Justin Fields 
fuck is going on over there in Chicago? Tyler? I have no idea. Matt Nagy is just they say, he's... oh, all three guys are on the table, and then they say, okay, Justin Fields is starting like the two days before, and then now Andy Dalton was gonna start if he's healthy, and now he's not starting, even though he is healthy. It, the, just, the, just fire him. The, it's his last year anyways. Who cares? That, uh, that would be the funniest thing if they just announced Justin Fields was starting, and then they're like, you know what, Matt Nagy, we're gonna let you go as well. Um yeah, I the the Cowboys receivers. Do you know how long Cooper is supposed to be out for? Do you have any? He's not out, on that? but he kind of hurt his hamstring in the game, <laughs> and then he came back. He scored that touchdown that you just love to see, especially yep. if you had you know started Dak. I don't know why you wouldn't start Dak, but uh, he is questionable at the moment. But I would assume he's going to play if he you know played the end of that game last week. Yeah, I just I Coop. Coop is Coop is the guy over there. I don't know, like you said, I don't know what the hell's going on with CD Lamb and why. I don't know. Did he like kiss Dak Prescott's wife or something? What's going on over there? No clue. No, no clue. clue. Cowboys defense. Uh, you know they might have put up a lot of points, but shout out Trayvon Diggs. He gets an interception every single game. So uh, and sometimes he gets two. Sometimes he gets two. Maybe he'll get lucky and return one for a touchdown. Then we got to the Sunday night game and AFC championship rematch. Very fantasy heavy game in this one. We get the bills taking on the Kansas city chiefs, Tyler. Um, obviously with the bills, just, you know, Stefan Diggs, Josh Allen are your for sure's must starts. Um, Zach Moss and Devin Singletary are basically like we talked about with Arizona to where Devin Singletary is getting passing work and middle of the field work. And then Zach Moss comes in and he fucking snakes touchdowns all day. So I don't know. I don't know if it's as, as you know, reliant as the Cardinals side of it. I, I, where I say I would start both the Cardinals running backs, I kind of stay away from both of the bills running backs just because Josh Allen has the ability to run himself and he likes to sling the ball, especially against the chiefs. They're going to be throwing the ball a lot. I like Dawson Knox. I like uh, as a red zone threat. It seems like Emmanuel Sanders is starting to emerge as that number two guy. I think for the second or third week in a row, he was second to Stefan Diggs and targets. So I like Emmanuel Sanders and then Cole Beasley has kind of fallen off. So I, I, I'm, if you, if you're stashing Cole Beasley, I'm putting him in as my waiver baits, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm dumping them. And then over in Kansas city, you know, you're starting all the guys, Tyreek Kill, Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey. I know Kelsey had a down week last week, but he's still the best uh, tight end in the game. Uh, CEH, Finally had a very solid game, rushed for over 100 yards, got in the end zone receiving. Um, you know, the the Chiefs scored whatever it was, five touchdowns. You would hope CEH would find the end zone. You'd also think Kelsey would find the end zone, but uh, he didn't. A really big game for Tyreek Hill. Yeah, Tyreek Hill find, found it three fucking times. Exactly. So, you know, I, I CEH, you're still starting him, but I think you're getting a little more excited, especially with the uh, – looks he got i mean he's still not like the guy at the goal line you still got williams over there and you still got you know offensive guards getting shovel passes from patrick mahomes for some yeah. fucking reason but um at least he got one that's all you're Which really thought, hoping for didn't didn't daryl daryl williams score a touchdown last week too wasn't it tyreek had three ch had one and and uh daryl williams had the other yes 
That's that's and that's Jody fun. Fortson. So not Ty- not Travis Kelsey, but Jody Fortson is the tight end who scored a touchdown this week. It's 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 fucking ridiculous what they're doing. I I don't get it, but it's working. It works for them. So that's gonna be a fun game to watch though. Uh, Tyler, Josh Gordon activated from the practice squad. He's making his way. He's getting there. Um, I someone, did. I did you know, go someone, out. Someone on this podcast picked him up. I did go out and pick him up. And um, you'll see. Just wait. I think I think he has potential. I, You know, and, and when you said hasn't been good since 2013, that dawned on me that that was eight years ago. And I thought, yikes. And then I also incepted myself into thinking, well, he's right in his prime now. This is prime years for, for thinking thinking of baseball. You know, baseball, your prime is when you're in your late 20s, early 30s. I was like, oh, yeah, Josh Gordon right in his prime, right where he wants to be. Definitely not on the end, ass end of his career as an as a NFL wide receiver. No, obviously not. He's no. definitely not just like Odell Beckham, only worse because he had like one good season eight years ago. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I, I – if he goes off, I can't wait to come back. And just... Tyler is guaranteed to be on the podcast next week. So I am, I have to, I absolutely have to be, but if, it, if it doesn't happen this week and it happens next week, I will guarantee a show, a show up on the, on the two weeks from now, whenever Josh Gordon sh- shows up and goes off is when I'll be on the podcast again. Okay. Got it. Got it. Then Monday night football, we get to the Baltimore Ravens hosting the not the Baltimore Colts, but the Indianapolis Colts. So uh, not the sexiest of offenses here, but there's still some people you want to look at. I mean, Lamar Jackson's on the field. Of course, it's the sexiest of, of teams. Um, yeah, the Colts defense hasn't looked very good. So Baltimore's offense, I think, uh, should have a pretty decent week with um, – not anybody out of the running game because obviously that running back room is just kind of cluttered. And I don't, I think they're relying more on Lamar Jackson, but I do like uh, Hollywood Brown had a beautiful, amazing diving catch last week. Um, and then Mark Andrews has been getting a lot of tar- targets as well. Mark Andrews starting to get back into the fold. I like those three guys out of Baltimore. I'm moving on over to Indianapolis, you know, nothing really too much to say, you know, Jonathan Taylor, you're starting him. And then kind of outside of that, I mean, Rodrigo Blankenship, he's probably the other guy. You're probably going to want to start with confidence. Uh, Mo Ali Cox. He was kind of the second guy in terms of scoring over there. So two touchdowns, but he only caught for, he only caught three passes and two of them were touchdowns. So, uh, you know, temporary expectation. That's probably not going to happen again. The leading receiver was Michael Pittman jr. Uh, but still, you know, six catches 50, for 59 yards on eight targets. Not the, not the best thing in the world, especially going up against that uh, Baltimore defense. We saw what they kind of did with Cortland Sutton and some of the other guys over there when they have, you know, a hurt wide receiver course. So I would probably say stay away from the pass catchers over there in Indianapolis. Uh, that, that's another guy. Jonathan Taylor is another guy. I have to apologize to the people out there. I said to stay away from, and he's having a pretty, he's having a sneaky good year. I still think drafting him in the first round would be, wouldn't be for me, but guys who went out and were able to get him in the second, maybe even a late third, which would be crazy or early third, which would be crazy. Um, you're pretty happy with what you got. So Good job, Jonathan Taylor. Way to prove me wrong. And we're pretty happy with this podcast because it is over. Tyler, that is it. Anything you would like to tell the people 
talk to the people, plug the people. People, I'm sorry for my absence, uh, and it won't be my. Uh, it, it definitely won't be my last absences, you know. So, I may be a fleeting voice on this podcast. I'll be here next week for sure, but after that, we'll, we'll we're just playing it by ear at this point until it, you know until Josh Gordon goes off. I don't know how. I don't know when I'll be back, peoples. And then I'm just here. Wait here on, every fucking I'm just, week. I'm just here every week. I'm not allowed because you know I'm the reason why we record the podcast. So. That's our consistency. He's, mm-hmm. he's the one. I mean, you know, we, we saw Travis. He did the ending of the podcast with Trapped with Hello by himself. I don't think we want Travis doing a points and doings by himself. I, I, I've I gotten through about 20 minutes of that. How, how, it, how is that something we should talk about off podcast or, or, or should we air it out on here? Travis did a great job. All great right, job but you know he was very tired it. at the very end of the podcast and he was all by himself you can tell you know he wasn't able to really bring the gusto Damn. that you that you come to know and love from old travis gunderson true, true but anyways that'll do it for us for today friday night wars continue on i mean i don't know how long this trapdoor to hell on friday night thing is gonna last you know everyone's missing you guys are missing weeks you guys are you know can't you get know, on the same schedule everybody everybody knows october is is vacation season for for the gunnersons it seems like every october we're all going on vacations and it always seems to be like one after the other we go on vacation they go on vacation they go on vacation we go on vacation so you know hopefully hopefully in the next coming weeks it'll settle down friday night wars shall continue on it's kind of like the uh like when the nba playoffs are on your AEW, you're just getting bounced around all over the place exactly exactly yeah we're you, you never know where we're at yeah but uh, that'll do it for us uh curveballs and treasure shots will be back on friday trapped at hell should be back on friday uh until next time uh uh, sorry, I, I can't do the curveballs and chair shots thing. That's what you, the, the points of doing things where Travis says, "Oh, you know, all right, guys, have a good fantasy week." <laughs>